0: God said to Abraham, he gave Abraham a promise, and he said, in your seed, he said, in your seed, this promise. But he didn't say seeds. He said, seed, one. So, what that says is, is it's not anything about us, it's not just what we did, it's not, it's not even the fact that we're here. He gave the promise before anything else happened. He gave the promise before anything else happened. So tell me something. Why do we try so hard to achieve things? Why do we try so hard to keep the commandments? Why do we try so hard To look like a Christian. Why do we try so hard to do all of these different things. When the promise came before that. Pastor Dwayne you're losing me. Here. Katie pull up that scripture again. Verse 1. I already read, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen it, seen a picture of his death on the cross. Now I want you to fast forward, Katie, down to verse 6. In the same way, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Abraham, God gave Abraham a promise, and Abraham believed it. The promise was this: that he was going to make, he was going to make his seed come about in many, many, many people, right? Many tribes, right? But the thing is, is that Abraham didn't even have a son. He didn't even have a son yet. Not only, did, not only did he say this, but he also said this. Have you experienced, no, 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 I'm sorry. Give me verse. Give me verse eight. What's more, the scriptures looked forward to this time when God would declare the Gentiles to be righteous because of their faith. God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, "All nations will be blessed through you." All nations will be blessed through you. I'm, I'm gonna say something here, and I'm not. I don't mean any harm. It's in the Bible. Yes, the Jews are. They they were the chosen. They were God's chosen, chosen for what? Chosen for His Son to come about onto onto this earth. But when He gave Abraham this promise, when He gave Abraham this promise, guess who He was? Guess who He was thinking about? That's not a Jew. Us. I'm I'm not a Jew. But the the promise is still for me. I'm even going to go one step further. I'm not going to say, guess who he was not thinking about, because we know he was thinking about everyone. But there's a clear difference between making a decision based off of everybody in this room and making a decision off of just the front row here. And then adding everybody else in the room. Does everybody understand that concept? We were not an afterthought. Does everybody understand that concept? We were not an afterthought. When he made this promise, he had us in mind. So for us to continuously strive to stick with and follow rules that came after a promise he had already given us is ludicrous. This is grace. Grace means it's already done. We've heard it preached a thousand times. But grace means it's already done. Well, I don't understand that. That doesn't compute. That's because we refuse, and we've been refusing forever to accept the fact that it's already done. You don't have to struggle, it's already done. Guess what? When I fail, my answer was already there. All I had to do, what did I say? I said, continue to live life, right? Continue to live life. Is life going to be messy? Yes. It might be messy, but that doesn't mean you stop living life. You live life as if the answer has already been given. Oh, wait, it has. There was a moment in my life when I thought my wife could leave me. But I kept going to work. I kept going to church. I kept doing the things that I needed to do every single day. Because at that point I realized there was nothing I could do. It was out of my control. The decision was hers. Are you following me? How did these two come together, Pastor Dwayne? Well, because I broke the commandment. I had broken the commandments. I shattered them puppies wide open. And guess what? It didn't matter. Why didn't matter? Because my promise came before the commandments. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's that line again. Are Are you telling me that I can do whatever I want to do and it's going to be okay? Yes, I am saying that. But that doesn't mean that you should do whatever you want to do. Because when you do, it gets messy. Let me rewind it. This thing thing is so tightly wound. The topic of grace is so tightly wound that it's, it's hard for us to make sense of it. And so we end up with 31 flavors of grace. But can I tell you something that I've realized over this time? Almost every one of those is right. Almost every one of them are right. But here's the problem here's the problem. It's our heart. It's our heart that can't can't make up the difference. Here, let me make this plainer. Do you mind if I just skip through some things real quick? I'm going to skip through some things real quick. Just stick with me. I promise it'll end well. So, Galatians chapter 3, I want you to, I'm going to give you homework assignment. I want you to go and I want you to read it. Please, 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 I'm begging you, go home and read this scripture, okay? Because what I'm talking to you about today is grace. And for the next few times that I come before you, I'm going to be talking about grace. And I'm going to take the next 12 minutes and I'm going to unwrap this and let you go home. So here we go. Buckle in. Verse 1, you superficial Christians. Verse 2, did the Holy Spirit come to live in you because you followed all the rules? Verse 3, are you ridiculous enough to think anything has changed since you first said yes to his lordship? Now that you are seeing results, you think it is now up to you to keep it going. Because it was you in the first place. No. No one would say the things they have been through is for nothing. None of us would want to say that. Would you? Because your life would feel meaningless. It would feel purposeful. It wouldn't feel purposeful. So the Holy Spirit moves And does his works because you do such a good job following the rules? No. It is still only because you believe the message of Christ Jesus. The only reason things happen in your life the way that you would hope they would, the good version. The good version. Is because Jesus said because of Jesus what he did, because he died on the cross. Your faith makes you favored of God right alongside Abraham, able to live free of sin and the guilt of it. What he did on the cross gives you the ability to live sin free. But then it also gives you the ability to live guilt-free of sin. Why would you need one if you didn't have to deal with the other? Did, Did you just follow me there? Why would you need one if you weren't going to have to deal with the other one? Do I need to make that any plainer? No? We good? Keep moving? All right. I know you guys are so discombobulated right now. I get it. If you attempt to even keep these, the rules, you are choosing to live cursed. Because God said that there, he, he put a curse on anyone that could not commit to and live out The Ten Commandments. So God said, here you are. Keep these rules or trust my son. It's up to you. Why in the world would we ever attempt to follow the rules if all we have to do is trust his son? Now I know Pastor Jeff, he's sitting back there like, oh, clean it up. Please clean it up. Clean it up. Please clean it up. Listen to me. Listen to me. I lived more than half of my life trying to keep the rules. I'm going to preach to my daughter real quick. Because I don't think nobody else will hear me, but she'll understand. I lived half of my life trying to keep the rules. You try to keep the rules. Don't try to keep the rules no more. Just live your life the way Jesus would want you to. Do you hear me? If it comes to me or anybody else, just live your life the way you know Jesus would want you to. Do You understand? I can't make it any plainer than that. As a father, I possibly just gave my daughter the freedom to do whatever she wants to do. But did he not do the same thing to us? I give you the freedom to live the way you want to live. But I want you to live knowing that I love you and I died. I died. I laid myself down. I took a beating and a ridiculous embarrassment. Come on. All powerful, and you allow your creation to dismantle you physically, verbally, for us. We're talking about grace. Stay with me. It should be crystal clear if you choose the law, then forget about faith. You can't do both. You cannot do both. Don't try it. You're wasting your time. If you're going to try to live by the rules, then you might as well give up on faith. Man, I'm telling you what. I know you guys are like, he has lost his everlasting mind. I'm trying to set you free of something here. I'm trying to set you free of guilt. I'm trying to set you free of anger. I'm trying to set you free of running after something that God never meant for you to be so torn up and jacked up over. Today, just today. That doesn't mean that I'm setting you free to go do something stupid because then you'll be right back here again hoping that I'll set you free from the guilt of that. What I'm saying to you is, is that everything that happened from this point back, if you will come and bring it to the altar, leave it there and say, God, I'm giving it all to you and I want your best for me. Let's go from here, please. He's going to be like, all right, let's go from here. Well, God, I'm, I'm not. Am I supposed to do this? I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. Listen. That's, what, that's, why, that's why Sunday school teachers say, you know, weird, silly stuff like, or youth pastors, you know. They say this kind of weird, silly stuff. I'm being facetious right now, sarcastic, okay. They say this weird stuff like, if Jesus was sitting next to you, would you still do that? Hmm. Hey, Adult let's let's live your life Let, let's see what that would look like seriously let's just see what that look like don't look at the rules don't look at what 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 this preacher that preacher this church and that church and this TV ministry don't no no put all that out put all that out and just let's just take a walk with Jesus bloody tattered no 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 not not beach beach body um you know California Jesus I'm talking about like you know Jesus just climb down off the cross like, I'm good, I'm alive, but everything else doesn't say that. You feel me? Right? Because what's the truth of the matter? The truth of the matter is when he was up there on the cross, let's just keep it real, come on, ooh, this excites me. When he was up on the cross and he's all jacked up, rib broke, you know, hole in his side, and he's like, it is finished. <gasps> okay. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You guys just transformed life forever. Um, Hey, let's go grab lunch. Now, he's still got a hole, you know. The water's still leaking from him, you know. Flesh is hanging off of his different parts and areas and stuff. And he's like, let's go get lunch. And you're like, okay. But with every step. Watch this. And this is important. It's important visual. With every step, everything just begins to come back together. Mm, come on. Because that's what he can do, right? With every step, by the time you get to the subway, they had those back then. By the time they, you get to the subway and sit down, there he is, completely clean and made whole. But then you realize... So are you. Hmm. So are you. You didn't even catch that. Through your walk with him, because you were focused on what he went through, because you were focused on what he looked like, because you were focused on the fact that he just did something that was absolutely outrageous and insane, you didn't even realize that the whole time that he was coming back together, continuing to do the impossible, that you had transformed as well. And the only thing you did was walk with him. Yeah. That's good. I know. <laughs> it was Jesus. I mean, you know it was, because I wasn't in my notes, but what I'm trying to get to you, I got two minutes to wrap this up. <laughs> Listen to me. Just walk with Jesus. I know you messed up. It's, just walk with Jesus. Watch this. I'm going to just get, I'm gonna, let's see. You ain't got to answer this. Anybody, anybody here ever been addicted? You ain't got to answer this. You ever been addicted before? You addicted. For those of you that ain't never been addicted, you just won't understand. You think you understand, but you don't really understand. You don't understand when you like, no, this is killing me. I'm about to lose everything. I'm about to lose everything. But I'm going to go do it one more time. You don't understand when somebody's standing in front of you giving you an ultimatum. Okay, you can do this or you can do this. But if you do this, I'm gone. Okay, just please wait a second while I go do it one more time. And I promise this is my last time. Just one more time, please. And God is watching the whole time. And he's saying, if you will. Sit with me. If you will walk with me, how do I do that? When you come out of that situation, once you've done it that time, and you walk out of that situation, go sit with him. Heck, turn off the computer. Turn off the computer and sit right there. Stay right there. And just ask him, how can you love me? How can you keep loving me? How is it that you say you still love me? I can't understand it. I can't stop. And you, they keep saying that you love me, but it makes no sense to me. And now I feel like I need to do this again. Again. And something, I promise, I promise, something's going to say, keep talking to me. Right here, keep talking to me. Keep telling me more about how you feel. Keep telling me more about how you're going through. Keep telling me more about the struggle. And before you know it, something's going to happen something's going to happen. I can't speak to that something. I wish I could. I want to because I want to make it real for everybody. But something's going to happen. You know what that was for me? I'm trying to think about a way to tell you what that was for me without telling you what that was for me. I just feel like it's going to be so cheap because you've heard it before. But here's the fact. God took away the desire. God took away the desire. That's all I can say. It took anywhere from two to three weeks, but God literally wiped the desire out of my mind. And you know how he did it? He let me see that I I didn't want it anymore. He let me see I didn't want it anymore. That was it. I didn't make a decision. I didn't say, I don't want this anymore. I had already said that. So how is it possible that now something happened? I'm going to tell you how. It was him. He changed my mind. Let me tell you something. I didn't win three minutes over, a dog on it. Let me tell you what grace is not, and then I'm going to close. Can I tell you what grace is not? And then I'm going to close. And this is how, this is how you're going to find grace. This is how you're going to find grace is by knowing what it's not. And the sooner you find out what it's not, the sooner you can let go and accept it. When I find myself struggling to quit, when I find myself struggling to quit, quit arguing, quit fighting, quit drinking, quit smoking, when I find myself... Struggling to quit, grace has not taken hold. So when you're struggling and you're like, man, I'm trying to quit, stop trying. What does that mean? What does that mean? Are you telling me just to keep doing it? No, 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 no. There's a difference between stopping the struggle, I mean, to stop trying and stopping or, or going forward does that make sense right like and this is this is what I struggle with I'm telling you I struggle with it all night I'm going I'm going and then I stop stop struggling don't here let me stay on point making a decision to quit because if you make a decision to quit grace is not in action if you make a decision to quit grace is not taken hold you you don't you not grasp the concept of grace what coming up with a five step plan if you're coming up with a five step plan Grace is not taking hold. Okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go from five packs a day to one pack a day, and I'm gonna go from one pack a day to ten cigarettes a day. And I mean, I'm just using cigarettes because I have a friend. I have a friend who wanted to stop smoking, and this is wild. Had a friend wanted to stop smoking, smoke, 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 and then she was like, "I'm gonna," and she set up a five a, a five step plan. I don't know how many steps it was, but she did it, and she was smoking again. And then one day she came in, and she was like, man, oh, my head is hurting. And I was like, why are you head her? She was like, because I stopped smoking. I was like, oh, you you stopped smoking. That's awesome. She was like, yeah. I was like, so you worked through your, your plan or whatever? She was like, oh, no. She was like, I blew that wide open a long time ago. And I was like, So she was like, I don't know. She's like, I just got up one day and I was like, you know what? This is disgusting and I don't want to do it anymore. I looked at her and I said, (laughs) now this may be, you might be like, oh, that's not fair. But it just is what it is. When I seen her struggling with the five-step plan, I prayed for her. I'm not taking any ownership of this, but I prayed for her. I literally placed my hand on her shoulder. I didn't say anything. I just was like, God, help her to stop smoking. She was like, I've been without cigarettes for a few months now. And I was like, really? I was like, you should thank God because I prayed for you. Because she made such a big deal of the fact that it happened and she don't know why. It just all of a sudden happened. I was like, it's because I prayed for you. God set you free of smoking. And she stopped for a second and looked at me and was like, thanks, you prayed for me. And I was like, too bad she don't get it. What grace is not? When you find yourself, when, when, when I find myself struggling to quit, that's not grace. Making a decision to quit because that's not grace. Coming up with a five-step plan, five plan, that's not grace. When you understand what grace is, that's it. You've got it. If you still don't understand it, that means you haven't accepted it. You have not truly accepted it. I want to pray with you. I want you to understand grace so that you can live in it. So that you can accept the gifts of it. What is that? the love, the freedom. There's so many things in this room, so many sins that are resting on your minds. Whether you're done with them, whether they seem to be taunting you, And here's the thing, if you would understand grace, you would understand that there's no reason to be fearful of those things. Listen, I am bound to do something stupid. But I'm not about to live in fear of that. Because if I do, grace has got me. But I'm also not going looking for it. Does that make sense? Don't go looking for it. But know that you don't need to be living life looking over your shoulder. Stop living life looking over your shoulder and just enjoy life. Heather, just enjoy life. Enjoy it, every bit of it, everything that's going on around you right now. Enjoy it. I believe 100% without a shadow of a doubt that God is still blessing you. And if you will enjoy all of what God has got in front of you right now, you're you're living in grace. I'm living in grace, people. Every day I wake up to my beautiful wife. Every time I roll over and see her beautiful mug laid next to me. (laughs) I'm living it great. I'm living in grace. Live in that moment more and you will find yourself living in grace because what you're doing is, is you are now paying more attention to the beautiful things that God has done than to the enemy trying to distract you, fool you and make you fall. Oops, I tripped and fell. When you trip and fall, do you walk around, like, hear me, you trip and fall in mud. Do you walk around in mud for the rest of the day? What do you do? You go and change. You go and change your clothes. Quit walking around in mud. That's not what God has for you. He's bought you a new pair of clothes a nice change of clothes, all clean, put them on and start walking again. When you see the puddle, avoid it this time because you fell in it once. But sometimes, sometimes you walk in and don't realize you done got a little too close and oh, there you go again. But what you don't do is this. (laughs) Uh -uh. Don't do that. And you know the difference. Grown people, you know the difference between tippy-toeing on the line and just living life and hitting a pothole. One time, listen to this. This is stupid. One time I was driving, and I went to miss a pothole. I was like, whoa. And just when I was starting to go back, I ran right into one that was deeper than the one I was trying to avoid. Are you feeling me? If I would have just drove, I would have hit the small one and completely missed the big one. And guess what? If I'd have got a flat tire, there's grace for that. You feel me? It's not a free ticket to do whatever you want. It's a free ticket to live life. Enjoy what God has blessed you with. Be free of the things that's been towing you and hoeing you and and pulling you down. I'm going to pray with you. I I do apologize that I've kept you so long. I know you have things to do in your Sunday afternoon. For those of you who are guests, this is, this is, other than the spirit moving, this is not a typical length of our service. (laughs) God does move, and when he does, we will let him move. Please do not, don't misunderstand what I'm saying there. If he wanted to move in this place for the next two hours, then we would let him do that. But this is not our typical, we don't usually go until 12, 15. So thank you for your time. Pastor Jeff and me both, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. Thank you for letting us pour into you. I'm going to pray with you. If there's anybody that wants specific prayer over something, I've seen the altar begin to get full earlier. If you came up to the altar and you wanted to have prayer over something specific, please take a moment and, you know, grab, grab me, grab Pastor Jeff. We'll take you back to the green room and and we can, we can sit and pray and do whatever needs to happen. All right. I'm gonna pray and, and release you guys today. Lord God, I just come into you right now. Father, I thank you and I praise you for your grace. I thank you, God, that you made a decision at Abraham. You made a decision 430 years before you ever created the rules. 430 years before you ever even created the rules. You made the decision to set us free. To bless us. To love us. You already set a plan in motion. The rules were just put there so that we could see we needed you. You set us up to see that we needed you and then you gave us the answer. God, I pray for each and every one of the people under the sound of my voice that they would no longer choose the rules over the answer. I pray that they would begin to trust your answer to our ugliness, your son, Jesus Christ. God, I pray that they would accept you as being Lord and Savior in their lives, that they would, that they would believe that you actually did come, live a life similar to ours, going through everything thinkable, and then gave your life up, and then rose again. Taking with you all power. Dying with the curse, so that we didn't have to live with it. Dying with the curse that comes with the rules, so that we didn't have to live with that curse. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that your people would choose life with you over the curse and the rules. Give them a taste of your freedom. Give them a complete understanding. As as I walk through grace over the next few times I speak, give them a complete understanding of your grace and what it means. In the name of Jesus, I pray amen and amen. Thank you, Facebook, and thank you, everyone. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday.